working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the First Priority podcast. This is Brad Skelling and my friend Steve Cherico. What's up? We are glad that you're here today. Yes, we are. Listening in. I'm back to friend status. That's good news. You've never left friend status. Oh, man. Debates. Debates. When we have so much in common, like being from Iowa. Oh, my word. You know? We're a little bit of heaven. We're no longer friends again. We are still friends. It's gone. All the similarities, the Why same thing. Oh, you started there because you're your shirt today. Is this I? Is this heaven? No, it's just I had Iowa. to buy it when I saw it. Iowa. I had to buy it. It doesn't surprise me a bit. <laughs> so what's going on in the podcast today? Hey, we're going to talk about church-based leadership, um, training, equipping leaders for school ministry. We talk about being pro-church. Um, we love being pro-church. Yep. Um, that we are. We are the quintessential parachurch ministry out there. Yep self-proclaimed if nothing else and that you know we we're not in existence in a lot of cities first priority isn't around the country but the church is and we want to empower the church yeah to train their students to go to the school so we're going to spend a day talking about church-based training that. the church leaders all Love things that. church cool how's before, that sound it sounds great before we jump in do you have any announcements i mean standard for this year okay. uh Save a couple dates. Spring meetings are coming around. We'd love to evaluate the year with you. Um, and I throw that out there and I need to get my phone out and look at the dates to make sure I don't say something wrong. It's all right. We got two this year. We have two. One's going to be in Alabama. Well, for chapter leaders, we yep, have two. For chapter leaders, excuse me. Uh, May 7 and 8 in Decatur, Alabama. Larry. Larry. Good for him. We're going to go watch the Trash Pandas. As a fun act- activity. I love the trash pandas. You love the trash You're panda. Gonna You're baseball? a baseball guy. I'm going to... Thank you we're, for that. Because we're friends. Thank you I'm going to do baseball. <laughs> I have so many kids in our rec league that want to be trash pandas. They oh, yeah? Lo- they love that name. Nice. Oh, yes. It's fabulous. For and those you, of you who don't know, you don't need to, but yeah. you will find out if you come to the Decatur Spring yeah, Meeting. Yeah, the uniforms are awesome. <laughs> All right. Good. Uh, we got one uh, May 13 and 14 in South Florida. Oh, so save the date if you want to go sit on the beach for an afternoon and not and you know just skip out on the meeting. Just saying. Add your t- <laughs> I think you're are you self are you self prophesying what's about to happen? I might in your life? be. Is that, I might be. Yeah, self proclamation. Yep. I'm awesome. going to tell Mark we both need to be at that one yes. and let him lead the meeting. That's fantastic. Good he thing, doesn't. Good I don't think he doesn't listen. I don't to know podcasts. if he listens to the podcast. <laughs> it's a good so. thing he doesn't. <laughs> He'll listen to this one though. And then you and I are going to be in a meeting together the following week, uh, the twentieth and twenty first. Like, it. and then we're getting all the district staff together on the twenty second and twenty third. Sweet. So let's do it. And we're going to add a few. I'm going to just say it. I'm going to. We're going to add a few chapter staff into the district staff one. Oh yeah. Uh, because not because there's two separate things. We divide that out. And I want to explain it because there there is a feeling of division there and there shouldn't be. Nope. It's really not districts and chapter meetings. It's traction and not traction meetings. Like we are all in on these goals, these rocks, um, the issues lists, walking through these tools. And that's what that week is going to be. So there's going to be a few that I'm going to invite because I know they're doing traction. Yep. To come to Nashville, be a part of the bigger team evaluation, issues, discussion, all the things that are going on there on the 22nd and 23rd. Well, and you just hit the key on the head. A lot mm -hmm. of people who are feeling that tension, the question for you is, are you ready to have those accountability tools? Do you need them? Maybe you don't, maybe you got your own tools. Yep. But if you don't, and you're ready to have those accountability tools, which is what we use EOS and Traction for, Mm -hmm. 
then there's where that opportunity happens and there's where those invites happen. That's right. So your team is using traction in Nashville. Uh, love my guys, them. my guys dig it. I know you want to go see the trash pandas in the first, maybe you can do both. I don't have a choice. <laughs> No, you do not. <laughs> no, you do not. The other announcement is yes. uh, the scholarship application is live, which is awesome. and available. Yep. Um, if yeah, there's there's some rumors. We gave away a larger dollar amount than we had in the past. And if you haven't listened to that, just go to the end of the year best ofs. That's true. You need to listen. A couple to weeks it. ago, we yep. we showed it again that yep. podcast. It's right around. Go the watch corner. it on YouTube because the faces on those two students Incredible. were amazing. Incredible. Yep. yep. But we're going to give away, I'm hoping, not making any promises, no yep. promises. I'm yep. hoping to give away 11 scholarships. Come this on, year man. That's instead huge. of two. So, huge. If you uh, have a little extra money lay around, you want to make a donation towards that, 100% of it will go right through. Come Love on. Uh, just it. designate that, let me know, and we'll do that. But I'm hoping that uh, we have some financial partners come through and make that happen this year. So get your seniors to start applying. Yep. Um, I mean, we had 30 or 40 of them last year apply for the two. I'd love to, we're going to, yeah, five-fold that. So let's get 150 kids applying for the 11. You just never know. That's what, good. What That's Greg, good odds. What Greg Davis, right, is going to give towards the scholarship fund if you don't ask him. Or Matt Wilson. Are you making a phone call? Because <laughs> I'm not sure they listen to this podcast either. Matt Wilson does. Does he? I talked to him the other day. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Good to see you, buddy. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's an awesome announcement. I'm mm -hmm. glad you made the ask. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought those guys up because most people are like, who? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's old awesome. days. The old days. The yep. good old boys. Yep. It's awesome. All right. Should we jump in? Let's jump into our conversation today. Okay. Church-based training. Mm -hmm. Where does that start? Where does that fit? Well, obviously, at the end game, we want to equip student leaders. Yeah. Right? That's the end game, right? Yep. But we do have a process... We do. That you have developed for each of the areas. Which is, yeah, Epic is the end game of our pr process. If Correct. students run Epic in a club, in a school, we guarantee in our traction That's process right. that right. students will become followers of Jesus hmm. through that. Because the gospel does not return void. That is the end game of our process. So, yeah, we want to, we're not in, I made that statement earlier, we're not in a lot of communities around the country so how do we do that? What's our process? We try to find some key influencers, say, hey, we want to go up to Indianapolis, Indiana. So we got to find some people there that are influential in Indianapolis. I mean, we can go cold call. We can drive up there, right. but we'd be spending a lot of money Correct. to do that. But if there's an influencer up there um, who can rally the troops, we can raise the funds, we can hire the staff. That staff then goes and networks the church, the big C church yep. to train club leaders and have those students do that. Because in Indianapolis, if we do those six things, students are going to come to know Jesus who didn't know Jesus before. So we walk that process, but steps four and five are where we're at with this. We're networking the church and we're training club leaders from the church, right? That's that's where we're at in that process. Well, let's talk then, because you, you brought it up just briefly, but let's talk okay. about, we can talk about networking the church that we yeah. talk about the big church and the big C church and the little C church Okay, that we are fans of both, right? We, mm -hmm. we absolutely walk in the mantra of John yep. 17, 20, where Jesus prayed, Lord, make them one. Yep. Right. When we, when we pray that we're praying that about the local churches around a school, around a city, we pray that about the local students that are inside the school, right? That 
that big C, the body of Christ, yep. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, that's on the campus mm -hmm. and all of their greatness and all of their weirdness, right? We're a yeah. fan. That's right. Right. And then break it down. We're a fan of your local church. Yeah. We want the local church to win on every level. That's right. And so that's, that's why, and I think it's important that we break those things down mm -hmm. because I don't know about you, but I still, to this day, when I go speak somewhere, get asked almost immediately, denominationally, where, where you know, where, where, where's this from? Right. All, almost every time. Uh -huh. And I have to say, yes. Yeah. Multi-denominational. Well, what do you mean? Yes. Yeah. Well, if you are gospel focused yep. and you are believing in the, the key things, yeah, then you're one of us. Yeah. In all of your weirdness and all of your greatness, you're one of us. Yeah, yeah. Which is huge in partnering with the local church. It's true. It's true. And again, we can circle around the words, right? We did that with pro-church versus para-church. Yep. We all yep. kind of explain that because when you say a word para-church, people all generally have a box, right? They're like, they oh, do. you're a food pantry or you're FCA or you're, you yep. know, they have, a, they have whatever they consider, right? So we have to circle around that word to help explain how we apply that. And when you're talking here, we don't use typically the word non-denominational because a church who's not in a denomination uses that word. Yeah. And we're not a church, but we are the church. And we can circle around that. Interdenominational movement. How's it's that? Multi-denominational. Multi-denominational. Interdenominational. Like both it. of those things. Yep. Um, but in reality, we are forming religious weekly places of, mm -hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't use the word worship, but yep. gathering places for the body of Christ in the school. So we have 900 churches around the, yep. I mean, if you want to use that, yep. they're not all institutions. They're not 501c3s. They don't have buildings. They use the school as their building, yep. but you know, we can just circle around that acts, to say. They are book yeah. of acts gatherings. We've had people say that to us who look from the outside in. They're like, so you're a denomination. Yeah. Like, well, no, we're no. we're not the church. No. Um, we're just one spoke in the wheel of the church, it's but good. it's a good conversation to have, a good process to walk around that tension. It is. Right? And there are five key networks that we build around those, yeah, right? Within that, that right? church com conversation. Correct. And mm -hmm. so in the midst of those key networks, who do who do we really engage when it comes to a local church? Like where do we start? Well, are you going back in the proven process and asking that question? I am, absolutely. I am. If you're going back there, then we're talking about the influencers, the Correct. business leaders, the community leaders, the church leaders, yep. any of the above who have that influence, that high eye on a disc profile or, you know, whatever the case might be to say, hey, I have been here for a while. My family yeah. owns the generational business or I know a lot of people around town because that's what I have to do. Yep. Um, and so... Yeah, we're looking for those key influencers who are going to be there because, again, using Indianapolis as a random example, it's not on our board, but... Um, Maybe it should be. It might be after this. Might be next week. Yep. Yeah. Um, if we can find that small group of five or seven people, like Birmingham is our longest. We talked to Debbie last week, right? And Birmingham is there. Debbie has a lot of credit. Matt Wilson, you remember Greg Davis, Mark Roberts, the yep. directors before... Yep have a lot to do with it, but it's those five business guys who have yep. are still there, even though Mark's left and Greg's left and Matt's left, now Debbie's Kira's there. Debbie's gone, Debbie's running it. Exactly. Correct. Yep. To say, hey, those are those key influencers who have made sure that the gospel goes forward. That's, right. That's where it starts That's right. in, in the community. 
Well, and you've you've hit you've hit it on the nose. I think that we re- we really want to dive down to is you have to ask yourself who is bringing influence to the community. Yeah. Right. Whatever layer of the networks that we're talking about. Yep. Who is the influencer? Because mm-hmm. we know who desires to be with students. Yeah. Youth pastors, youth ministers, mm-hmm. the the leaders that are under those youth ministers. We know yep. who desires to be. Yep. But if that is our if that is our only point of contact. We may not have the influence we need to actually build through the proven process so that it actually lasts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we talk about the fact that youth pastors are the key, are the people who would want it, but they're not always passionate about evangelism, right? You've got youth pastors who are passionate about the fellowship or discipleship and worship and, and acknowledge the fact. I had a pastor tell me once too, he's like, I've got all of the things, right? I've got to care for the poor and I've got seven organizations knocking on my door wanting me to partner with them to serve the poor. And I've got the students and I've got three organizations and you know what, where I'm going with that. Like yep. they have the, the mantra to, to walk through and decide where is God calling them to do. So it's not always that youth pastor, right? We also have parents yep. who can fill both the key influencer and the church leader, right? Some of the best as a youth pastor, in Sioux Falls, some of the best volunteers I had were those parents who rose up and were there because their kid was there, but then their kid graduated and they're still around. They're like, you're passionate about students, not just your student, but students and, and the Lord. And yeah, it was cool to see. Well, and if you're talking logistics, you also realize that a youth pastor has layers of oversight Yep. that even though they might be passionate about getting on Oakland High School, yeah, it doesn't mean that they are in their job, how they're paid. Are They still have to walk through the permission side. Yep. So you can let them walk through that or you can see that there's a different influencer mm-hmm. and that you've got to figure out how to influence that layer of the local church as well. Yep. Yep. Um, that can be an executive pastor who's, a, who's responsible for roles. Yeah. One of the examples I think about as we're just talking here is we have a couple of new youth pastors in Nashville and the connection for us with their leadership their top leadership is so strong that we've said to them we'd really like you when you hire this new person to write in their job description that being a first party club coach at one middle and one high school is part of the job description yeah yeah and so both of these churches who are bought in because their highest level of leadership is bought in the senior leader plus the board yeah they wrote it into his job description yeah and that guy's fired up that's that's how they hired well, and that's where it gets fun, too, is because then not only do you have church leaders coming to us as first priority people to say, hey, how can I get involved? Where can I get involved? What school do you need me at as a yep. coach of these yep. students? Yep. But their church gets excited about it. They can have a, a missionary prayer service every August to say, hey, here's the seven student leaders mm-hmm. in these seven different schools, whatever the case might be. And yeah, they can do the commissioning services. They can, you know support the pizza once a month for the invite weeks. Yep. They, they can do so many things when the whole church is bought in to say, hey, it's it's the parents, it's the church leaders, it's the students. We haven't mentioned the teachers yet. They're also passionate about students. They're in the school for a reason. And see the school right? as their mission field already. Correct. Yep. So then we need somebody to open the door to their classroom, to the auditorium, to the gymnasium, whatever the case is for that group, um, that we need that liaison in the school to be custodial and help that those students lead their club. I, I think one of the other discussion points that are worth us just bantering about for a minute is just the reality of what benefits the local church sees in that. I think one of the things that is great 
and I'm going to use the word great, mm-hmm. that I love about what we do organizationally, mm-hmm. right? What our standards and our mantras are is that at the end of the day, we want to see the local church win. Yeah. So when you talk to a leader, a lead pastor, an executive pastor, and they look back at you and say, like you just did a minute ago, there are a million things pulling at us. Yeah. Why? And that's their job. Their job is to think about the flock of people they've been given and how they care for them best and how they direct them best. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not insulting for them to say, how does this help us? Right. How does this move us down the road that we've been called to? Mm -hmm. And to be able to say to them, well, some of the most exciting and excited people about the good news of Jesus are the people that just came to Christ. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going on purpose to plug new believers into your youth ministry. Mm -hmm. Out of that comes families that come to Christ and we're going to on purpose direct them back towards the student who invited the kid that all of that is going to go back towards. So you want your student leaders to be the invitees. Yeah. You want your student leaders to be bought in and be leaders because they're the ones that are going to invite those families that are hungry and in need. Yep. Lost, lonely, broken, maybe none of the above. Maybe think everything is perfect. And then a kid come to Christ and realizes, Oh my gosh, yeah, everything's perfect. Except I don't have eternity sounded out. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a facade of perfect. Yeah. So the idea of being able to present those benefits, right? Those layers are deep. And then in you and I talk about this a lot, the business leader side of it is, hey, we're, we're trying to change the next generation of folks that are going to work for you. Yeah. Yep. And the gospel, if it is transformative, it's not just transformative about the inside, it's transformative on the way I act on the outside. And mm-hmm. thus you start to have employees yeah. that you go, gosh, that person is somebody I could consider Yeah. because they have leadership skills through the mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. They have a genuine desire for truth, right? They 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 are building morality. Yeah. That's somebody that maybe I say to you, hey, in 25 years, you got to buy my business. Yeah. But all of that benefit comes from the fact that we got a seventh grade kid going to club. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And yeah, you don't realize in the moment what you change. No. As far as that butterfly effect, right? Andy Andrews talking about the, the wing of a butterfly can cause a hurricane on the other side of the world yep. kind of a thing. And, and yeah, we don't know, right? Birmingham is the example that comes to mind because Debbie was on yesterday. She's Telling talking about story, right? talking about the 25 years she's been around. They've been around, yeah, for a long time. Um, and yeah, the generation that has come through, multiple generation that come through that her first kids, now their kids are in her clubs and... Yep. It's just crazy to talk about that they're going to have an event towards the end of this year. Their celebration banquet's going to be revolved around that to say, hey, would you all come back and tell your story, tell your story about what's going on in Birmingham? I hope they record it. Um, might need to get them to record it. Uh, Task for Tayana. Is that what I heard? <laughs> hey, Tayana. So. Yep. If you're listening to this, Tayana, you need to think about that. Um, as we both glance we'll over it. <laughs> Tayana in the room. It's uh-huh. awesome. But to record that, to say, hey, this has happened. We've had that testimony video, too, from North Carolina. We have no idea where. I mean, that's, right. that's just Birmingham. I've got one in Columbia right now. Correct. 100%. And well, and and you've had it, too, where you've reached back out to kids who were in Ravenwood, like even only five or six years ago yep. that are in Egypt or some other yep. country yep. somewhere. And they're like, yeah, just following where God's going. It's yep. like, wow. It's crazy. We have no idea where this impact goes. It does not. But yeah. for these business leaders in the community, we know that we're raising a generation who it's practical leadership training. We're not giving them a theory. Yep. We're kind of throwing them up front yep. saying, you got to learn how to public speak. Yep. You got to learn how to manage a meeting, your time, 
we're going to give you materials for 30 minutes. And if yours is only 20, you got to figure that out. Yep. And I mean, we're not obviously throwing them to the wolves, right? No, we're not doing that. We're coaching them. Right. We got a teacher sponsor that's helping them yep. custodially. I'll keep using the legal word for that. Yep. Sure. All that stuff. But yeah, it's, it's leadership training 101 when it comes down to it. Well, I think the best way to land the conversation, if you're willing, is to give a great example that I actually have out of Murfreesboro. Well, since you have great examples, always. Okay? Yeah, I'd yes. love to land the plane with your wisdom and expertise. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. I will hit you later. So I told you this story before. Mm -hmm. We have a financial partner who has been great to us over the years. Sure. He's become a friend. Mm -hmm. um, at first was just a check writer, and now has become a friend. Yeah. And we were in an area of Murfreesboro where the club just did not have the networks built around it. Sure. It was just kind of a floundering club. And it had been a floundering club for three plus years. Mm -hmm. and we knew it. Yeah. Right. We were well aware. So we made a call to that leader. And I and I literally just said to him, I said, look, man, you know everybody in that part of Murfreesboro. It's just funny. You know them all. Mm -hmm. Here's what I need. I need a church that wants to adopt this school. I need a church that is excited about kids, not only experiencing the gospel, but maybe even like sharing the gospel and coming to Christ. Like, mm -hmm. like I need that church. And yeah. he said, man, I don't go to it, but I know exactly who it is. Hmm. We do business. Yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> so he called his friend, his friend called his pastor. Yep. So now we got business leader, business leader, business leader to pastor. Yep. And the pastor reached out to me on a group text feed with his youth leader. Hmm. They're a middle size, hungry for the community to be transformed church. Yep. And this pastor's kid actually happened to be a new student in that school. Wow. Who didn't even realize that First Party had existed in the past. Yep. It was brand new to him. Yep. So we begin to see all these networks come together. Hmm. Larry, who is the youth pastor, was like, I've been waiting for this. Yeah. Well, this is the green light I've been looking for to be on campus legally hmm. and really serve a group of students. So cool. And that club started at maybe eight or 12 this year. It was a decent sized leadership. Okay. Team. Okay. And they've outgrown their room twice. Nice. The last picture I got was them huddled up in small groups doing their planning week for the next epic cycle. Okay. And praying for one another and just doing all those things. And as they were doing it, there was no other seats in the library. There were kids standing around, like looking over kids shoulder the library. They were going to have to find their next room. Wow. Love it. But again, all of that has to do with a business leader who feels like he owns that part of the area. That's right. Right. That's I, didn't, right. I didn't call my friends down there and say, hey, who's the best, best youth pastor? Yep. Hungriest to be on campus. Yep. I called the guy and we worked through the leadership. And because of we worked through the leadership funnel, I think is a word you used. Sure. Because we worked through that, we got the right leader. Yep. And then the student leaders took it from there. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Which is why... We hire staff because you got to figure that out and you got to go network. Yep. Um, you got to, yeah. Where's God opening the door? Correct. And Correct. who's waiting for first priority to come to their school and they don't even know it? Yeah. Yeah. We don't say no to, we don't say no for anyone. That's right. We make the calls and let God do what God does. That's right. That's right. Good combo, Brad. It's a great combo. Church-based training, equipping leaders for school ministry all over the place let's go yeah thanks everybody for listening uh hope you like and subscribe the show on whatever platform you're on it helps us continue to get the word out and we'll continue to be in front of each other every week let's do it sweet till then later later